So in about, I want to say probably 40 seconds, the oven is going to beep and I'm going to have to take the fish out of the oven. Oh, oh I, I way over calculated. It just beeped now. Or so, four seconds. <laughs> four seconds. All right. So hold on. Hold on just one second. I'm going to have to make that beeping stop and then, and then the yes. timer. Just, okay. So I'll be right back. Okay. Um... Why are we here? I I forget what we're doing. We're we're talking about Infinity Gauntlet, right? So yes. yeah. Uh, in theory. Yeah, in theory. In theory. I I have literally not left my house all day because this morning I I read issues number two through six after reading the first one like yesterday, the day before, and uh, then I had to do a whole bunch of stuff for school and. Now I'm here, but the good news is I'm wearing my my Marvel shirt. This is yeah, you can't really see it very well, and the people listening can't see it at all. Exactly, they'll just assume and, you're telling the truth. And and in in honor of the Infinity Gauntlet, I have the the Star Constellations mug that I'm using for my for my coffee right now. Listeners, he's lying. It's a Justice League T-shirt. Yeah. Right. Oh, anyway, it's a Batman T-shirt. And he's got a Wonder Woman cup of coffee. How how could I do that to 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 you fine people? So, uh, this is the first, I guess, um, in a series of themed episodes. We are uh, talking about comic books, and I have the same panel as I did for the general overview of comics. We have uh, Jason Gurin today. How are you, Jason? I'm well, John. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And and Keith Bliss who's been on uh, a few of the shows in, in the past, and today is no exception. I'm a stranger to nobody except myself. Okay, I mean, you know, I don't really know you that well, so... I mean, but you know what I look like, and you can pick me out in a crowd. That's true. That's true. You're, you're tall, white, skinny, yes. and bald. And I have a shit ton of comic book tattoos. Right, right, but... If you were to wear like long sleeves and jeans, you wouldn't know. Fair, right? Anyway, um, so as I mentioned previously, this is the episode about Infinity Gauntlet, which I spent all morning reading. Hey, Keith is on screen. Apparently, and, wants to work, and I recognize you. <laughs> yes. So let's do like a general overview. Instead of a general overview of comics in the DC and Marvel universe, let's do a general overview of Infinity Gauntlet. Keith, did you have you read it recently? Um, not recently. I had to do the quick refresh like everybody else did. Uh -huh. So I, I kind of cheated and listened okay. to a bunch of um, reviews of it because I've just been busy with work. So I had it playing in the background, and they were did a very good job recreating the comic book and then yeah so 
I haven't read it in probably a decade or so. Mm. Physically, like I haven't picked up a comic book related to it. But yes, I did refresh my memory because it had been so long because this comic book came out way the hell back when. In 1991. I, I way the hell to, back when. I forgot to mention it was it's 1991 classic from, well, the cover dates are from July to December of 1991. But I think that means that it's uh like May to October. Yes. Like th- those actual release dates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jason, I know you've read at least four sixth <laughs> of well, it I mean, recently. It's one of those books that I kind of pick up every two to three years and read again. Okay. And since we were doing this, I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'm due. Let me read it again. All right. Um, so, Jason, I guess having a more recent view of it, kind of like what are your thoughts, just like general overview of, of this whole story? Oh, it's 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 changed over time. I mean, the first time I read it, I was mm-hmm. 14. And for me then, it was just like, all right, here's all my favorite characters in a sandbox. And I'm just kind of enjoying all the fighting and all the, you know, everything, all the craziness that's going on. And then as you read it again, as you get older, I mean, mm-hmm. you catch more things. There's just little snippets of stories that you might have missed the first time around. Like actually in yesterday's reading, I noticed that there's a, a display behind Captain America at one point where he's saying all the disappeared heroes. And the Human Torch is in that display. Yes. And then two pages later, the Human Torch is there. And I was like, you I, know what? I've never caught this before. How is that possible? How funny is that? That that's exactly like the main, like not the main thing, but that's like the the aha moment that I had reading it today. That I was like, wait a second. Human Torch yeah. is in the panel. And he's like, and he's here. To, I didn't know, was that like a flashback or something? Or, or if they just kind of made a mistake? And he wasn't. It was so- the 1940s Human Torch that appeared. Ah, yeah, <laughs> right, because there is more than just one. Um, I myself, having read it today, only for the second time, really. The last time I read it was in 2017, something like that. And I read it on my tiny little phone. And I was like, you know what? I just got to get through it because, you know, the movies and all that stuff. So I had to be familiar with it. Uh, it's a much different experience reading it. I ordered the original series, like the the actual comic books on on eBay, and uh, it's a lot of fun to read it that way because you'll have some really intense moments that are I don't know if it's strategic or if it's a lack of strategery that they actually put advertisements in the middle of like super intense moments and it's not like a cliffhanger intense moment it's like a like we're in the middle of something and now buy a nintendo game (laughs) you know i think another thing and and you know like keith weigh in on this if you'd like because i know it's been a while for you and you just did some reviews and that's perfectly fine because you know we have we have two people who have read most of it recently so any questions you have, you can ask the experts over here. Thanos... And when they get here, let me know. Right, right, exactly. Thanos is in it. He's, he, he, uh, <laughs> so I've heard. He, he plays a role. Um, I, I had a, a question in mind that I wanted to ask because it's hard for me to answer this question. Who is the main character in this story? Like, Keith, do you have, do you have any opinions on that? Mm. 
That's hard because yeah. depending on what point in the story you're talking about, it definitely changes tonally. Mm-hmm. It starts with Thanos, then kind of transitions to um, like Mephisto's in there kind of talking in his ear. Mm-hmm. Then you have Gamora and then you have Adam Warlock. So different as you know, different chunks of the story, right? It changes up. So I guess it would really more depend on like, okay, well, an issue the first story arc, it's definitely Thanos. Then it transitions to more of the Adam Warlock character being introduced and developing and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then the cosmic, and then you go back to Thanos, but then it quickly kind of changes up depending on again which part of the issue you're reading because it goes Thanos, Gamora, back to Thanos, back to now to Adam Warlock. So it just it ping pongs a lot. Jason, do you, do you have okay? Personal. I wouldn't even say maybe the main character, but you have the two most important characters who are Warlock and Thanos. Okay. And I would say that their stories, you know, to them it's a game that they're playing and we're seeing how this game unfolds. Mm. To me, uh, I was tempted to say that Thanos is the main character, but I don't actually think he is. He is basically the catalyst for the story. But he himself doesn't have much of a story within the the arc. So he's basically just sort of like, oh, I want infinite, unlimited power. And and basically that's, that's his arc. He's like, I want all this power. And he has no real aim. He has no... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. He does have an aim. He has a goal. Technically, he does. Technically, he does. Very perverse. And that is to, <laughs> yes, to, to, to have sex with death. And well, to, to have death love him. Have, him right, right, exactly. And we find out later, and, you know, of course, I don't imagine you would be listening to this if you haven't read the story or aren't familiar <laughs> with it. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> right. We find out later that it doesn't, obviously we see it, but we don't know, like, we think that Death just has a general disinterest in Thanos. We actually find out later that Death abhors Thanos. Like, she hates him, and she, like, ruins his plan on purpose. What, who was it? It was Thanos' brother, I think, that she that she saved from Star Death. Fox. And just, was Star it Star Fox? Yeah. 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 yeah, and, like, he's thinking to himself, because he doesn't have a mouth, right? But he's like... He's like, she hates him so much that she's intentionally, like, ruining his plan. But anyway, so I digress by saying, you know, Thanos Thanos is the catalyst. I would say probably the main characters are, like, Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange and Adam Warlock. Like, the, the three, those are the three mains, I would say. The, the trio? Yeah, I, I could yeah. see that. Uh, I see... With Strange, I can almost see him, and, and even with Surfer, they almost become the the us in the group, as it were. You know, they're there to kind of bring you along and continue following these characters. Right. So they're the, the everyday person. I would say in some cases, they're more the observer. Hmm. They don't necessarily interact. There's that scene where they go before the Living Tribunal, and Surfer's there with Adam Warlock, but he doesn't necessarily... I'm not going to say not bring anything to the table because obviously he's Silver Surfer. Sure, sure. But it's more, 
<laughs> yeah, it's more like him just observing all of this yeah. crazy shit that's going on. So yeah. in some cases, he's the watcher, for lack of a better mm. character. They're the watchers of this specific <laughs> point in time. And then the watcher came in and said, I got this. Don't worry. Yeah. You, you go do your thing. <laughs> I'll watch. Yeah. Stop doing my job. You go save some shit, and I yeah. got this. And it's like silver. That was a great couple pages there with Adam Warlock and uh, getting everybody on, or as many as he could on his side. Mm -hmm. I could get Galactus, you know, to admit that he was wrong, and be like, he says, "Are you still so proud, Galactus? You must join us." <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do like. Okay, so I like it, but I also find it a little disorienting that there are multiple narrators of the story. And I'm like, okay, you, you you sort of find out who's narrating later after like the, a page or so. And you're like, ah, he's like, oh, ever since he took my mouth away. And I'm like, okay, that's Thanos' brother or like, um, I don't know who else, who else narrates the story? Some people. Oh, they, they jump around. You are correct. Yeah. 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 Silver Surfer has a big, big narration part. Um, so I want to talk briefly about the first two issues and the reason i say i want to talk about talk about that briefly is because there's not a lot to say about the first two issues but uh they do i guess set up the last four or the remaining four because obviously once we start thanos already has the infinity gems and uh, Mephisto's sucking up to him and all that stuff. He's like, oh, how may I serve you and all that. Um, so, Literally devil on the shoulder. <laughs> right. Now, what's funny about it... Yeah, devil on his shoulder. What's funny about it, I think, first two issues, then we can kind of go in increments. And uh, um, Thanos is basically just sort of like, oh, I want death to notice me. I want death to to love me i want death and i'm like doing all these things for her and you know not realizing that he's kind of just uh he's kind of going through the motions and then i think what is it like halfway through the first issue he realizes oh didn't death ask me to like annihilate half the universe yeah i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna <laughs> They're all in the same group together. It's him, um, yeah. Mephisto, and Death, and she's not acknowledging him. And all of a sudden, he's right. like, oh, yeah, like has this like, epiphany. <laughs> like It's this one-sided conversation with himself, and he's yeah. just like, holy shit, I totally forgot. Like He left the fish in the oven too long. Mm. But yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, you wanted me to kill half the universe. Like, right. randomly. So There's no like flashback to her telling him that. Right, he right. just somehow was assigned this task from Lady Death. Which is kind of uh, a big deal. I think that... Um, now, I haven't read anything that led up to Infinity True. Gauntlet, but I believe that might actually be mentioned in uh, one of those comics before the... You know, that leads up to the story. A couple um, of Silver Surfer issues and Thanos Quest. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, choose the quest. They mention it in that? Yeah? Yeah, that, that's okay. where they... Uh... Yeah, okay. Um, so... You know, he does it, and then she still isn't impressed. And essentially, the second issue is him throwing a, a temper tantrum and, like, destroy, like, you know, just, like, throwing some kind of, like, massive wave through the universe and just, like, 
putting things in disarray and everyone realizing, oh, he's just a little bitch, but it gets kind of dangerous when he's a little bitch. And that's like the first two issues. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I, I haven't actually equipped you with, uh, with, uh, with talking points, but if you have something to say about the first two issues, Jason, floor is yours. I would, I would just say that as far as Thanos goes, he makes the movie version of him kind of Thanos light. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Uh, There's no, it's a night and day difference. Yeah. He's kind of evil. I mean, the other one at least was like, yeah, you know, we're, yeah. we're kind of helping the world by having less of a population. This one's like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to kill the population and get with death over here. Yeah, yeah. The, the the movie Thanos, his logic, and I guess mm-hmm. boys and girls, I am using air quotes, is he's trying to save the universe overall, and that's why he's annihilating half the universe. Here, he's just straight up, you know, sociopath. I'm just going to murder yeah. everybody because I'm trying to impress a chick. And you're like, <laughs> I think wow. they refer to him as a, a nihilist several yeah, times. In the first exactly. <laughs> and then eventually they have the annihilation, you know, story, which is kind of fun. Uh, but that's a whole different story arc for another day. Right. Uh, I did like how he is talking to Mephisto, mm-hmm. and he has the gems, and he's sitting there trying to figure them out, and he, he does eventually figure them out, and he mm-hmm. explains to Mephisto, like, I can do whatever the hell I want. I am literally the end-all to be-all. I have all the power in the universe. So it's nice to see that, and I would have kind of liked a little bit of that in the movie, where you see him... Gets the gems, obviously. Okay, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. But he struggles a little bit. He has to learn how to use them. It's not like, bing, cool, I know this, and I'm off. You know, bing, here you, yeah. you you see him, and he does it. And obviously, once he has them and he's mastered them, that's a different story. Yeah. But in the movie, you don't see that struggle. You don't see him learning to wield them or that overpowering um, presence of the gems like he explains in the story. He explains to Mephisto, I think it is, or his brother, one of the two, or mm-hmm. both of them at some point, that you know it takes a lot to control these gems. And he even says that to Strange and Adam Warlock right. at the end of the story, that it, it does take a toll on you. In the movie, they don't really show that. They show the physical toll by you know destroying his arm and whatnot, but the struggle, like the actual turmoil inside of him not going crazy from all that power, would have been a cool aspect to show even if it's just like a scene it doesn't have to be right you know half the movie could have been like five ten minutes where he's... i mean they they made two movies out of it yeah fair <laughs> um anyway so uh, one other thing yeah. about the uh not only the first two issues but i would say all six issues mm-hmm. i mean the artwork was just brilliant yeah. it was so well done i mean it was yes top-notch artwork in that whole series i, I don't want to let that not not be said Oh and yeah, I, no, it's... some some close-ups of Thanos' teeth and those evil smiles. I remember teenage me trying to re- draw that, and I'm sure a lot of us used to back then recreate some of those battles on our own. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting some plastic surgery on my chin so I can do the <laughs> evil smile. You know, you, you want a testicle chin? Uh, <laughs> no, the, he, he doesn't have he doesn't have the Peter Griffin chin. He's he's got like a it looks like the edge of a cliff kind of chin. Yeah, he's not grimace like he is in. The movies, right? I would have actually preferred the darker purple Thanos <laughs> in the movies, but that's a different issue. That's a whole other story. Yes. Um, okay, yeah, I, I actually I'm glad you brought up the artwork because when you're reading it on a screen on a phone, you don't really you don't recognize it 
because anything that shows up on a screen, you don't realize it's a drawing. If it's on a piece of paper, you're like, oh, shit, someone actually drew this. And it was 1991. It wasn't done digitally. It was actually all done with with uh, ink and and pencils and and uh, rulers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they draw comics, but, uh, you know, it's it's all pretty technical apparently it was pre it was pre tablets yeah yeah it was pre pre tablets and everyone kind of like they sh i like the perspectives i like when they show someone close up and then they show them from far away and like you see all like the subtle things like the like their hair and like what they're wearing and it's like the only reason you can tell it's the same person is because it's because you know, of what they're wearing i like that they do that i, I kind of I, I find those perspectives interesting and you know stanley was a pretty uh pretty pretty artsy at that so well and you gotta remember this is to put this in kind of perspective the stuff that we're reading from the 90s would be considered like standard definition and yeah. everything today is definitely hd now you yeah. can literally see like the buttons on a person's shirt when they do that perspective back right. in the day you had to just like that like you said that outline silhouette with like a blue and white stripe and you're like mm -hmm. that's the pattern for colossus or Cyclops, right, rather, or whatever, that's yeah. Cyclops, or Wolverine, or whoever the character. But you knew the costume. That's yeah. how much, how big of a fan you were, as you mm -hmm. can tell by the costume, just by the blob in the corner. Well, what I would often do, you know, reading these books, is I'll like look at it and I'll like kind of like flip back to the previous page and be like, oh yeah, that's what he was wearing. Okay, that's the same person because, it, like, I don't know, not to say that the story writing isn't incredible, but sometimes the context doesn't make it obvious that that's who it's supposed to be so i'm like all right yeah cool whatever fine you know you 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 did what you needed to do and uh and you served your purpose uh and as i said i was i was speaking with the with the two of you in our in our little group chat and i said i actually do not like the gloss paper right which i agree pain in the ass to read you know, the light reflects off of it. You can't see anything properly. And, you know, that's when they reprinted the Infinity Gauntlet to the graphic novel. They used the glossy paper. And, you know, I'm unhappy with it. And that's why I really like those old books with the, uh, what do they call that, matte print? I don't know. So I would say probably something to that effect, yes. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to books three and four. Jason, I know you're, uh, this is where you came in. So, all right. Books three and four is the, I want to call maybe the beaten potatoes of the story. They're like, okay, everything is set in motion. Uh, Thanos threw a little temper tantrum, destroyed a planet that Galactus was about to, to consume. The second and, one, by the way. The second Cause, one. Because Galactus makes that a point. He's like, this is the second planet I've been taken from me or something to that verbiage. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Don't be one that Galactus. I was about to consume this planet. And what is... For, okay, I know that this is not related to Infinity Gauntlet. When they say consume a planet, does that mean he's going to, like, eat the planet? Or, like, put it inside of his stomach? Like, I don't... like. It, it's one of those, depending on who drew it or their interpretation of that mm -hmm. statement. Uh, I've seen it done in many different ways. It's even done differently in the cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, in the cartoons, he, there's this ship that he drops down on the planet and absorbs all the life energy and he basically ingests the life energy mm. other times i've seen him like not necessarily eat the planet per se but they've destroyed it and he again it's i think it's more supposed to be like an energy absorption not necessarily like him eating it like an apple 
I want to see him eating it, like, like, like taking, like, like, and having, and having, like, the panel just have, like, the crunch sound effect. Of, like, crunch. <laughs> That'd be terrible. And all the little screens in here, like, <laughs> like all the people falling out like juice. Oh exactly. my god! Oh god! Anyway, terrible. It um, be cartoony, and Scotty Young needs to draw this. Yeah, right. I agree. I, you know, I could see that in like the Spider Ham universe. Like that would be a thing. Like Galactus would literally eat plants. Yeah. He'd peel like the top layer off, like a like an orange or something like that, and just eat it in like chunks. That that's a hundred percent like a Scotty Young or like Spider Ham kind of twisted shenanigans. That I would I would pay to buy. I would buy that just because yep. of that reason. Yes, that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Um, okay. Hopefully, this will reach him. Maybe. Let's do it. Let's send it to him like a paper airplane. Anyway, um, issues three and four. We are now into the meat and potatoes. Uh, I, I, I'm excited because issue three was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I see you're setting your plan in motion. You're, you're setting some stuff up. Um, what is it? Adam Warlock and Captain America. I think Adam Warlock is like the leader. And you know, like they get uh they get Doctor Doom involved. You know, another another cool thing about this story is that Doctor Doom is an anti-hero. It turns out his motives are not exactly pure. He actually tries to take the glove from Thanos and they stop him from doing it, if I if I recall right. Um you know, he he's not supposed to do that. And then after that, they're like, Yeah, we can't trust this guy anymore. And he is oddly never seen again for the rest of the story. Um, <clears throat> issue number four that is I believe the most famous one out of all the issues because it's the one where they set up all these plans they all fail and the one that I believe that I think that most people would probably know about is where they send Silver Surfer to go yoink and take his glove but he misses, right? And it's at this point. Ah, yes. Uh, Jason is showing us the cover of issue number four, and it's at That's this. It. It's at this point where they realize that they need to go about this in a different way. So, you know, they're kind of like, oh, gathering, getting everyone together. Uh, I might be getting ahead of myself. This might be issue number five, but. I think it's Adam Warlock who sends like a team of Marvel heroes to kind of just attack Thanos. And he's saying, I know it's not going to work and please forgive me for, for my actions, but this is necessary to distract Thanos. Right. Is that five or the end of four? I don't know. It's, absolutely. It's, uh, they blend together. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. Especially reading them all in a row. Yeah, well, yeah, I read them. I read most of them today, so you know, you'd think that I would know, but I guess not. So, any thoughts here on the middle of the story, where this sort of like trial and error and nothing works, uh, and then they realize we probably aren't going to make it through this alive. Keith? I, I think this is the point where reality starts to set in for some of them, mm -hmm. where, you know, regardless of the best laid plans, something's it's not going to work 100% how everybody pictures it in their head. Right. So 
don't be surprised, and I think even Adam Warlock makes this comment more than once, where you know lives will be lost. Do not be surprised that this happens. And lo and behold, the the group they start to lose, they start to get picked off per se mm-hmm. because they are battling. And this is where the reality they've already lost half the universe at this point, and this is the what's left of the universe's heroes going at it. And it, it, because a lot of these people weren't around other people who disappeared, they haven't really gotten that loss per se, hasn't like really sunk in. Right. This is more of the we could actually lose this. We this this may not win. We may, you know, die on this hill and mm. we're gonna have to come to terms with that. Nice. Yeah. Jason, you I, have a... I would say that uh, Warlock at this point is letting on or letting letting everybody else know a lot less than what he knows. You know, he's mm. he's playing this long game and he knows what's gonna happen. He as he mentions that Thanos' worst enemy is actually himself. And he mm-hmm. knows but everybody else is kind of fodder just to let it get to that point. Absolutely. It's like two kings in on a chessboard. They're mm-hmm. literally moving their pieces and they're sacrificing the pawns and to get themselves in strategic position. Right. Okay. All right. Um so yeah, I I actually found myself kind of like saying, yeah, the the chunky like apple part <laughs> of the uh of the story is is in the middle where they actually set the plan in motion and then they realize that it's not going to work now to kind of push it a little bit because there's only six issues total in in the in the main story arc of course there's like 80,000 issues if you want to include the it's time. only like 64 times is that like it, it? like it's a lot something like that it's 64 ridiculous. issues yeah. Yeah. double that for the uh, the next sequel Right, yeah. the Infinity War. <laughs> so, number five and six. Now, again, I don't remember where one ends and one begins, but Nebula, his granddaughter, who he like basically pet cemeteried the shit out of, a zombie resurrection. Yeah, and like the difference is that he's not letting her die; he's forcing her to be alive. And, uh, you know, she, like, had enough. And Thanos discorporates. Well, basically, Thanos wins. I mean, yeah. he gets what he, he wants. He technically he gets what he wants. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and it, almost, and it almost seems like this, they were like, oh, boy, we're almost at the end of, this, the, of the story arc here. Uh, we need to have Thanos not be God anymore. What are we going to do? How about have his zombie granddaughter take the glove when he's out of his own body saying, I don't need my body anymore. Okay. Sure. You know, you know, we, sorry, let me cut you off. You know, what we forgot to point out is Thanos creates his own girlfriend. Cause you're about to does. get to that point. You totally, does, we, we all yes. forgot about that because lady, you know, death gives him the cold shoulder. He's like, yeah. screw you. Fine. I have all this power. I'm going to make my, make own, my own perfect woman. Yeah. It's basically like having a genie's lamp. It's like there's, yes. there's, there's something that I can't do. I can't make anyone fall in love with you, and that's you know he he never even says I could make her fall in love with me, but I don't want it to be because I made her. I want it to be because she wanted to fall. Like that was never brought up. No, it never. Was. It was it was just sort of like 
I want her to love me, and it's so frustrating that I can't get her to love me, even though I said, hey, let's destroy half the universe. Um, so yeah, Thanos leaves his own body. He is now He now exists in space, along with uh, the personification of the universe, who I don't know what his deal was, but apparently he yeah, was... He a, becomes Eternity. He, yeah, he, powerful, he replaces, yeah. he usurps Eternity, and eternity, that's what the living, yes. living Tribunal even says as much to Eternity, that the way the universe works is the strong will always survive, so if yeah. you lose, technically it's doing its job, the strong is right, replacing right. the weak, and this is basically what happens. Right. Um, so what happens is uh, Nebula takes the glove, she puts it on, becomes like the hot version of herself you know again because you know she's a god now or a goddess or whatever the the be all and end all ruler of the universe and she goes i'm going to make everything exactly as it was 24 hours ago with the exception that i continue to hold the power of the glove and then in the next panel she's the zombie version of herself which you think oh man she did herself dirty but then she just undoes it immediately. It's like, okay, well, what was the point of that? Anyway, um, so what happens after that? Adam Warlock confronts Thanos and says, you keep... Ah, yes, Keith. Uh, Adam Warlock's in the Soul Gem still. Oh, who confronts Thanos? Uh, Strange. Doctor Strange, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Doctor Strange confronts Thanos and says... Uh, you know, you, you, you keep thwarting yourself. You keep giving everyone an opportunity to beat Keith. Yes. No, you are right. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going a different angle with that one. Yeah, the flashback. This is, it takes place well. after he loses his <laughs> eternal status or eternity status. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off again. Oh, that's okay. No, that's fine. Because, because I mean, I'm really just... If, but uh, yes, you're paraphrasing. I, I get it. Yeah. I know. I, I, because I'm saying I have a pretty good idea of what's what happened in the story because i read it today but it's hard to remember what characters said what to who sometimes so yeah i i i can't guarantee that i am giving you like a full debriefing of oh, what actually boy. yes exactly blow by blow but the point is whoever said it to him said you keep giving it you know like you, you give everyone opportunities to beat you and then you finally let nebula beat you because you know that you're not worthy of holding this power, this this god yes. power, right? So then, uh, what happens after that? They uh, they get the glove from Nebula because she doesn't know how to handle it. She is very uneducated in the having of this power. And th how did they manage to get it from her? The this is the part where I was incorrect. This is where. Um, Adam Warlock is in the Soul Stone, mm -hmm. and uh, she, quote-unquote, kills Silver Surfer because right. she had all of them restrained in some magic super-strong material, mm. and somehow they break free, and she unleashes an energy blast. Meanwhile, she has no perception of Adam Warlock because Strange, Silver Surfer, Thanos, all of them realize this while they're talking to her and Adam Warlock is literally standing next to her and he's just like, shh, don't tell anybody like he's hiding behind her and shit. Right. Um and then he goes into the soul stone, she kills Surfer, 
And Adam Warlock is like, I need you to help me with something. And then that's the, like, a couple seconds later where Thanos is going on one of his, you know, whatever rants. Yeah. That's when um, Adam Warlock chimes in. And I forget what he says. And that's where it kind of goes off the rails. And everybody starts fighting over the, the gauntlet. And that's where Adam Warlock gets the gauntlet. Gets the gauntlet, right. The the glove with the uh, the gauntlet. It's a, uh, I guess I, I guess you wouldn't call the glove the gauntlet. It's the, it's the combination of the stones that's the gauntlet, right? I mean, technically, yeah. A gauntlet's a gauntlet. Just you have gauntlets with gems and gauntlets without gems. So right. I mean, but right. the my my the gems my, make it infinity. Right. Yeah. My point is that like you know the, when he got the glove, it was like one of those uh, you know United States maps that you're supposed to put the quarters in. It was all empty. And he had to like actually find the the gems for it. So anyway, um, yeah, Keith Keith told the rest of the story. Basically, Sorry. no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's because you know I'm I'm not the greatest narrator when I'm trying to pick the story from the top of my head. Uh, I was very unprepared. I didn't make notes for myself or anything, so I'm just kind of going by memory here. And uh, so yeah, the Adam Warlock got the glove. He said, "I'm in charge now." I think Thanos faked his own death, but they found him, and he's like a farmer, or something yes. like that. Yes, yep. and uh, and he said, "You know what, though, this ain't so bad." Roll credits. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it was sixty days later because yeah, I sixty just, days later, right? Yeah, I just finished this a few minutes ago. It's the only reason why it's so fresh in my brain. Right. Yeah, Thanos is like, "Screw you guys! I'm gonna blow myself up." Mm-hmm. Uh, Fake the work. Yes. Yeah, with this tactical nuke in his belt. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, fake Thor smashes him off into the universe, and they just see an explosion. They assume he's dead, and then it's flash forward sixty days where it's Adam Warlock, Gamora, and and the, that little that weird like Hobbit guy. Pip. Yeah. Pip the troll. Pip, not Fox, yeah. sorry. Pip the troll. And they're on some planet. Pip and Gamora don't know why they're there. And they go walking through a field. And this is where they actually get that from the Infinity movies. You right. see Thanos' armor hanging up. Mm. And Thanos is a farmer. And he's just like <laughs> chilling there like old McDonald. And he's just like, I- I'm good. I've kind of come to peace with everything. Especially the fact that Adam Warlock called him out on his BS about the whole right. you're your own worst enemy essentially and you're yeah. the reason why you keep failing which you probably say that about every villain you sabotage it's, yourself yeah it's, exactly like, it's self-sabotage. don't tell him <laughs> yeah, right. don't ruin for the rest of us shut up <laughs> let him do it again right yeah. now he knows and he's gonna make a conscious effort way to go stupid yeah seriously now now there's gonna be like two sequels and it's you know it's all gonna be the same thing over and over and over again uh right. so jason i'm sorry we've uh We've had you a little silent over there. What are your uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts and views now on the on this uh, final chapter of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet? I mean, it did come definitely to a quick ending. Yeah, it felt like they were just like, all right, this is this is where it's going, and it's just gonna yeah. you know finish off. But I mean, what other way could it have gone? I mean, you have well, all this immense power, and yeah. it just has to kind of revert back to status quo and move mm-hmm. on with the Marvel universe. So, yeah. you know. It, seemed, it was acceptable. <laughs> it seemed to me like they spent too much of the story uh, having the reader think that this is going to, you know, end the story, and it doesn't. And then all of a sudden, just like 
some bullshit happens and then the story is over. You know, like, oh, well, you know, Nebula has the thing. She shouldn't have the thing. Let's get it from her. And uh, Adam has the thing now. And now he's going to have a, a hundred issue series where he has the thing. Like most uh, Marvel comics, you have to revert back to that status quo after a couple of years. Or, yeah. or even less sometimes. So mm-hmm. got to make sure that, you know, it all wraps up neatly. And you know, I have to say, when I was originally reading the Infinity Gauntlet, I was not reading Thor at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, who the hell is Eric Masterson? <laughs> ah, yes. Although, although he did give you warning. He said, oh, although this is like a dire situation, I still have to make sure that they yeah. don't know I'm the original Thor. You know, so, you know, he, he, he did warn the reader that it's not, who is it, like, Norris Radman or something? The original Norrin Thor. Rad. Norrin, oh. No, the original no, Norrin Thor. Norrin Rad is Silver Surfer, sorry. Yeah, Silver oh, Surfer. Okay. Who is the original Thor? Oh, Donald Blake, you mean? Yeah, Donald Blake was the side alternate. Thor, Thor, yeah. Yeah, he was the human side. He was the, the yeah. anchor to the, the human realm. Right, right. And then, you know, like, as as with so many characters, they kind of change uh, alter egos or yes. regular egos. You know, we get, like, Miles, Mora- Miles Moranis for Spider-Man. And I'm Scott- sorry. Yes. What's his last name again? Wait, is not Miles Moranis? Wait, what's no, his name? Morales. Miles Morales. Morales. Okay, Miles Morales. All right. Morales is, you know, Rick Morales' cousin that's, or something. That's the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> Dark Helmet. <laughs> Lord Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess that's a pretty good wrap-up. I mean, you know, like, we we talked about the characters. If there's anything, like, you know, you want to talk about Doctor Strange or Silver Surfer or the weird cow guy who lives with Doctor Strange, who was in, like, two panels when he when Strange went into his little, uh, you know, colorful whatever. When Warlock convinced him to join him? Yeah. Yes. My yeah. question to you guys is, do you think they could have translated this story to the big screen better than just stealing the name and half-assing it like they did? Yes. I Yes, I do. Because... I think that this story, uh, aside from the fact that it is the original, I think it's better. I think it's a better done story, and maybe if they wanted to make the ending not quite so convenient, they could have thought of a, a different idea, but they definitely could have gone with this story and like done it, done it more justice. It would just have taken years to get to that point. I mean, clearly... They made it. It took years to get to that point, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you would have to introduce so many more characters in movies. I mean, mm. I trust me, I would have loved it. I would, you know, would love to see Wolverine and Cyclops facing off against Thanos in the theater. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I get why it all happened and how they had to condense and make it just an Avenger story, really. Yeah, I, I wish they had introduced Adam Warlock naturally, not forced him in the third one. He, he's such an OP character, yes, he is Space Jesus. We're not going to, you know, avoid that one at all. Yeah. But he is Space Jesus. We're aware of this. Right. But just his tie to the stones, and I, I get they did that with, you know, Brie Larson's character and the Scarlet Witch. They're tied to each individual stones. But the fact that he is really kind of the deciding factor, and you could have done it where instead of doing the whole Infinity Watch, he gets the gauntlet, and then they just disband. 
to each of the individual carriers. So he gets a soul stone and everybody gets a different stone and they call it a day. And mm -hmm. I would, you know, they could have cut that whole infinity back end side story out of this completely and just gone straight to that. And then the stones are in the universe and they're being guarded by an individual of whichever specific stone you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I will say we did not get the Adam Warlock and that we deserved. No, not at all. In in what? I'm sorry. In Guardians of the Galaxy, most recently. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, all right. I still different, need to see, different character, basically. I still need to see those movies and then uh, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of reading those books. I'm reading them at a painfully slow pace, probably like one issue every two months. So, you know, I get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you could legitimately watch the movies and never have read the comic books and just have a very loose understanding of each character mm -hmm. because that's basically all they are a loose basis of the comic book characters like drax in the movie okay. is a complete knob opposed to drax in the comic book who is an actual force to be reckoned with and he has a much more depressing origin story mm -hmm. in the comic books than he does in the movie I see. and you know actually they did make a couple callbacks to the infinity storyline in the movies like the way they blow apart drax and was it mantis that reminded me of what they did with what he did to his brother in that one panel because ah. there's one panel where he's all the blocks and the one panel where he's the springs well thanos did that to two different characters yeah yes he did yes he did all right well you know i don't want to i don't want to beat a dead horse because that's what i used to do on on msv i used to beat a dead horse and then these these podcasts would be way too long, and uh, we know, go out on a high note. Go out on a high note. Let's uh, let's do some plugs. Keith, talk about uh, stuff, stuff and things, stuff and things. Uh, yeah. Well, when I'm not here, I'm doing stuff and things in other places. Uh, you can find me on the Happiness and Darkness podcast with a mutual friend of ours, DJ Nick. Uh, we review any movies that are based on comic books. So this week. We just finished uh, the Superman story from the New 52 era, The Reign of Superman. Next week, we'll be reviewing the new Miles Morales Spider-Man into uh, across the Spider-Verse. So those are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Sounds fun. Sounds like a like a like a nice parallel to to this. Exactly. Jason Gurin. So uh, if you guys want to find me, you can always find me on Facebook. I'm an admin of a page called Comic Book Villains, where we all get together. And talk comics and have fun. And uh, like I said, if anybody's in Long Island, they're looking for a good store to shop at. I recommend Best Comics in New Hyde Park. Nice. And uh, if you don't want me to mention this, I'll just edit this part out. That's the that's the beauty of uh, podcast magic. Uh, Jason is holding a contest, uh, and the winner, well, one of the prizes is you get a guest spot on this show about the comic books. Jason, is that good? Is that okay? Is that yeah, okay? no, that's awesome. Yes, I mean, okay. I, yes. I haven't dropped the contest yet on the page. Yes. I'm, right. I'm putting together all my multiple choice questions for everybody to go through and figure oh, this, this out. Is gonna be, this is oh, going to be yeah. amazing. I can't I, wait for I the questions. I get into the weeds with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. Well, the multiple like, choice questions, I, 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 I'll, I'll participate, and then I won't even be allowed to participate on my own show. That's how poorly I'm going to do. So <laughs> Right. I'll get kicked <laughs> off the own show. Like, well, I guess I'm not going to be on this episode. I got like a three. Yeah. All yeah, right. J Jason's gonna host you've that just one. Won guest hosting duties. Yes, <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> yes, because John cannot be on the show. He doesn't know. He doesn't. He thinks that Rick Moranis is Spider Man. So anyway, um, God, that's terrible and amazing. <laughs> I would. You know. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, I, I want to see that now. 
He was dark. See... He was dark helmet. He could do anything. Right. I want to see Rick Moranis dressed as Spider Man. <laughs> anyway, so I am John Seymour, J O N space S E Y M O U R on Facebook. I'm uh, behind a drum set wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, holding drumsticks. That's me on Facebook. Uh, what else do I do? I do this podcast. I, I've been, I'm sorry. There's like 16 other podcasts. What are you talking about? I only have this one. I what about the whimsical? That is Greg's podcast. That is, that is great. That but is you'll Greg's, be on it. That is Greg Borov's podcast that he basically um, requests for me to be on and pretends that I have a choice, but I don't really have a choice. So I'm on it because of that. Um, he's such a bully. He's such a bully. You know, he just makes me do stuff that I don't want to do. Um, babe, when is the acoustic gig? What date is that? Don't miss Mad Tea Party's acoustic gig Sunday, June 18th. Where is it? <laughs> Pearl River where? Oh, okay. Pearl River salute. So I really hope that I caught Lara getting annoyed with me because I'm definitely leaving that in if if the microphone picked that up. So <laughs> Mad Tea Party <laughs> acoustic gig. Pearl River Saloon, Sunday, June 18th in Pearl River, New York. Don't miss that. Also, Greg Borob has a show called Star Trek, the Undiscovered Podcast that I've been on a few episodes of, a couple, well, one one real episode, really, only. And, uh, you know, even the episodes that I'm not in are, are still enjoyable, you know. And, a lot of spoilers. Uh, a lot of spoilers. So basically... It's another one of those shows that if you haven't seen the episode or movie that they're talking about, I don't know why you'd be listening to it, but warning spoilers all the same. And uh, listen to my actual show, Bullshit Hour with John Seymour. This is the, quote, sister show because, you know, we're focusing on the comics, which is a lot of fun to do. It's on the same platform, so you'll have all the episodes here at your disposal and you can listen to anything that you want um i guess so bullshit that's... comics is that what you're telling us um i think that this show is called bullshit hour with john seymour presents comics <laughs> so much better it just rolls right off the tongue right, there. <laughs> right off the tongue <laughs> is there an acronym for that yeah, yeah please B let's B work on it bsh comics okay Mitzelplik. okay Mitzelplik. right that guy from the superman yeah okay yeah, yeah anyway um so i guess before i make even more of an ass out of myself i should probably uh i should probably send everyone off and I know. Uh, if, if yeah if you guys are even still listening which I, you know if you are kudos to you so that will be that i would like to thank keith bliss and jason gurin for being on the show and thank I expect to have, I'm sorry, yes. Thank you for having us. Oh, of course, yes. Thank you, sir. And I, Always and I, fun. I expect to have you on another show, and I will stumble like an idiot once again, and I can't wait for it. Good yeah. night, everybody.